Alexa, play Mama by Boys to Men. A song for Mama by Boys to Men on Amazon Music. I so love this song. It gives me chills and I cry at every wedding. I used to hate the song before I was a mom, but now that I am a mom, this song's words has a deeper meaning. Happy Mother's Day, ladies of Confluence. I appreciate you. I know about the sacrifices that we make on a daily basis. Thank you for being the mothers that you are to raise strong black men and beautiful queens. Yes. Welcome to the Mother's Day edition of Confluence. As you know, I am a mother to Gavin Tyler, my sunshine, my boy joy, and I've shared our story, my story, countless times through this podcast. I told you when I turned 40 that I learned that God doesn't give us what we want. He gives us what we need. And I needed Gavin. And at the time, like I said before, I felt like my world was ending, not realizing that God was gifting me with my whole new world. And I was 24 years old. And some people might say, oh, that's young. Or, you know, you are old enough. But I was, you know, not married, didn't have the perfect job straight out of college. And honestly, I felt like I disappointed my mom. My mom and I really didn't talk, you know, to about month four because she was highly disappointed. And she was only disappointed because she is a mother. She wanted better for me. My mother had me at the age of 23. So it was like we were just kind of repeating the vicious cycle. But just like I turned out to be a blessing to her, my son turned out to be a blessing not only for me, but for my family. We needed something to pull us all together. And the birth of Gavin did that. Today, we're going to talk to other women that are moms You're not going to hear from me the whole time. I wanted to reach out to women that were like me, that understood the struggle because the struggle is beyond real. Motherhood is probably one of the most sacrificial jobs, but it's rewarding when you see your baby getting it. You know, someone asked me, what does it mean to be a mother? And a mother is a protector, a disciplinarian, and a friend. Not a best friend, but your friend. Someone that you can come to in the time of trouble or need. A mother is a selfless yet loving human who must sacrifice her wants and her needs. Because baby, here lately... I've been wanting to do some things, but I think about Gavin and how that would affect him in the long run. A mother works hard to make sure her children is equipped with the knowledge, skills, and the abilities that will make them A, competent, B, productive, and C, for me, God-fearing. I want my son to know that the source The plug is not social media, but God. So right now we're going to hear from some mothers that are confluencers that will share with us the joys of motherhood. I am the mom to a almost three-year-old son and a three-month-old baby girl. (laughs) Motherhood. 
hood where you realize how to be truly selfless. You learn how to have patience and you really learn to just take the time to enjoy the small things and to look at the world through the lens of a child. I mean, when you think about it, children can get so excited and have so much joy over the small things. I mean, just going outside and being able to play in the sun, their favorite snack or favorite food. And it just so it just really just teaches you overall to really take that in and take that that principle to life as a whole. Enjoy the small things. Take time to slow down and truly enjoy them. Motherhood is the most rewarding and challenging experiences, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. You get the opportunity to mold a little human that will one day go out into the world. Looking into my kids' faces brings me an unexplainable joy. It pushes me to be better as a person, to set a greater example for them. Advice that I've received from my own mom is simply to give as much love as you can. My mom has always led by example, and she's such a giver. She's she's such a sweet and loving person, and anyone who comes into contact with her can just feel that from her. Growing up, my household was the house to be for my brother's friends and my friends, and, and it was partly because how much love she exuded, and you could really feel that even as a child. On this Mother's Day, I just hope that mothers realize their worth. We're so valuable. Thank you, Tiffany, for sharing those beautiful words. Hi, my name is Jackie, and I have two kids. I have a son who's 23 years old and a daughter who's 21 years old. And my kids just bring me so much joy. I never knew unconditional love until they came into my life. They have taught me patience. They have taught me perseverance. They have shown me how strong I really am. I never knew how strong I was until they came into my life. And, you know, now I know why they say children don't come with manuals. And it's because you live and you grow and you learn through each experience that you have with your children. And that can't come from a manual. My mother always said to us, you know, it's just nice to be nice. No matter what would happen, she would always say, it's just nice to be nice. And I have tried to live my life in that manner. And I have tried to share this with my children. And um, I think that it's just nice to be nice. It's kind of like saying, you know, you get more um, flies with honey than you do with vinegar. But that was just her way of saying, you know, to be nice to everyone. And um, it doesn't cost anything. And I, and I, I tell my kids that all the time, that it's just nice to be nice. Um, and another thing that my mom would always say is that um, she would say to us, you know, I'm not going to be with you always. So you need to listen to what I'm telling you because I'm not going to be with you always. And that was her thing. I'm not going to be with you always. And now that my mom has passed on, I understand why she would say that to us. And she wanted us to be... Um, I guess independent, um, sufficient, um, and I'm trying to raise my kids that way to where 
they can be independent. They can be active, productive, loving citizens. And I think with the help of God that I've done that and my husband, we've both done that. And I just, I just cherish being a mom. When I see my kids, something just opens up inside of me to know that these two were inside of me, that I made them, that they grew in me and I'm looking at them and they look like mini me's and sometimes act like mini me's. I think that's the best gift that that God has given us is the gift of just for women is having children and being responsible to, you know, raise them. So, you know, I would just like to say happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. We know that our job isn't easy, but the reward is much, much greater than the job. Thank you, Aunt Jackie, for sharing your heart with us because it was definitely heartfelt. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Hello. I'm great. Thank you. Man, thank you so much, Angela, for coming on to the podcast, Confluence, the Lifestyle, where confidence meets influence. This is the Mother's Day edition. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I was so excited. (laughs) You know, you are such a big supporter, and that means so much to me. Because having a podcast is like a television show. It's not an easy feat. You have to produce it. You have to make sure the content is good. And when I get like a, you know, thumbs up from you, I'm like, all right, all is well in the universe. Somebody is listening. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. So, like I said, this is the Mother's Day edition. And when I think about motherhood, you know, you come to mind. You post your family all of and you are a proud mom i saw the photos of you and your handsome son for the mother's day your sunshine that's what i call my sunshine my boy joy and i just want to have a conversation with real moms that understand what it's like to be a mama absolutely yes so um for me it's having someone um, to care for, to love, um, to encourage, to guide, to discipline when it's time to discipline, um, just to be there. You know, sometimes when our boys are going through, I'm a mother of two sons, um, mm. one adult son, 21, one middle school son who's 12. I just transposed the number. This is the year of transposed numbers. <laughs> um, <laughs> just being there. And, you know, I've learned that they each have their own personality. And when I uh, relate to them, I have to relate to them um, a different way. It's not always mm-hmm. the same. Um, one is an introvert and one is an extrovert like me you know, outgoing. So having to learn how to address and deal with the introvert is quite challenging. But um, I've learned to just give him his space. Yeah, I, you know, I get it because Gavin and I look a lot alike, but his personality is identical to his father's. But Um, and like you said, I try to give him his space. I try to, you know, cause I want Gavin to be turned up. You know, when I was pregnant, I had all of these dreams and wishes for my son and he gets out and it's like sports. Oh, okay. Oh, you don't (laughs) like, oh, okay. You into computers. Oh, all I know how to do is control, all delete, right click, left click, cock paste. And you talking about somebody that wants to build it from the inside out. So I'm learning Gavin as well. And I think that God gave me a son for many reasons. Mm. But tell us, why do you think God said Angela needs two boys? 
Um, I think for one, um, my oldest son, I had him in college. And so he knew I, I wouldn't have the time, the patience to be doing no little girl's hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you, love, for our son. Because for one, they're, they're really simple. You know, when, when you go shopping for them, you know, they don't have a whole lot of variety when they get older. Now, when they're little kids, like infants and toddlers, you find all the cutest little outfits. But when they get older, you just have the basics, you know, as far as um, shirts and pants and things. But I think um, for strength, you know, boys are strength. And um, I think to keep me lifted, and I'm, I love sports, too, so I think God gave me boys because I love um, all sports, especially football. So um, giving me an opportunity to interact with them um, in sports. And I'm also adventurous, and so do a lot with my youngest and Boy Scouts, a lot of outdoors type things like rafting and hiking and camping and things like that. I'm an outdoors type of person. So just I think he, he knew what would fit me. Mm-hmm. I always say God give us what we need and never I don't say never what we want but when it's life changing events he gives us exactly what we need I say God, uh, God gave me Gavin to save my life yes. um, oh wow yeah because I, 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 I probably will have a whole different lifestyle I was at the life where I was chasing and God said, no, mm-mm. I need something to settle you so slow in your yes. spirit. Yeah, <laughs> slow. You know, that baby came. I said, what? Yes. You pregnant. I said, what? <laughs> what? Who? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I ain't got problems. What? I was so shocked. But Gavin saved my life. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't understand being a mother until I became a mother. Yes. So let's talk about your mama for a little bit. Okay. What so, lessons do you think your mom instilled in you? I think one of the most important lessons that my mom, Denise, I love her dearly, um, instilled was to seize every opportunity because you never know when that opportunity will present itself again. Um, she also um taught me to follow my heart and do the things that I desire and you know try to reach and obtain my dreams don't try to live the life that someone else wants for me but to live my life for me so I keep that with Mm. me too do you try to instill those same lessons in your boys Um, I tell them only you know you you need to know your strength and know your worth. You know, we give you the tools to be productive adults. Um, we we tell you what right and wrong is. And you have to deal with the consequences of your actions. Because my youngest is just a little feisty something. My husband said he's like me. But you have to be willing to accept <laughs> the consequences of your actions and so as they get older they understand you know what I'm trying to say to them it's not always easy and it's not always received at that moment because I know with me when my mom my mom was a strict mom you know I couldn't do Mm -hmm. all the things my friends or my cousins did you know I was one of those she's one of those moms you can't go sleep over just anybody's house I need to know who they are and if you got stuff to do around this house, you ain't going nowhere. So she was that type of mom. But I appreciate it because as I got older, like in high school and going off to college, some of my friends who had that freedom aren't so successful. You know, they, they mm-hmm. started experience adulthood a little earlier than the average person should. And so because of that, um, they took a different path. Whereas I had my mom saying education is important. You're going to go and get an education. And she didn't push college, but I always wanted college. But it was like, you're going to get a trade or something because you're going to be productive around here. And so I think um, I take on some of those same characteristics with the boys. You know, you're going to do something. 
it's something for everybody to do. So you need to just decide what it is that interests you and work toward it. Work towards it. That's why it's so important that, you know, I think that God picks people to be moms at certain times as well. And it's because, you know, we are here to carry on legacies. You know, um, it's not an easy job. God, it's Mm -hmm. not an easy job. You know, like, oh, Lord. Um, But it's an important job. And when your child, you know, meets your expectation, I try not to put expectations but reality is yes. we got expectations. Yes. That, that, that's just period point blank. You know, but I don't, I don't want to put expectations on. You are a fool if you don't. Because children need to have something to measure. Everybody Absolutely. needs discipline. Everybody needs something to shoot for. If, if What's the purpose? You're out here going right. aimlessly. So that's good. That's good. That's good. Right. Now, here's my last question. Here's okay. my last question. What is your biggest confession, Miss Denise? Don't know about Miss Angela. Mm, I have to think on that one. Well, oh well, I can disclose this. I used to keep a diary when I was in middle school, and I was a little um, smarty pants. When I say smart, I was in school. I made straight A's in, in middle school. Um, well, junior high at that time, we didn't have middle school. We had junior high. So in seventh and eighth grade, I was like a straight A student. But in the summer of my eighth grade year, I became sexually active. Moms knew nothing about it. I played basketball. Um, I did cheer. And I would just write everything in my diary. And one um, year, I had gone on a trip to visit my aunt in Texas, and she found my diary. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Girl, I got that story too. That oh, and I was like, "Why did you read my?" Di-? I didn't want to answer no questions about what you read. Mm-hmm. I needed to know why <laughs> you read this. Said keep out. It says secret. Your fault for reading it. I didn't say that. I was thinking it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't but I was say like, no, girl. I was quiet, honey. I was quiet, <laughs> girl. My mama like, yeah, me. You need to talk. Yes. Um, girl, I. I that, to this day don't say you need to talk to me. That makes me go, oh girl, bananas. I'm like, okay, what she want to talk about? What she want to talk? And girl, she found my diary. Same mm. thing with me. I was out of town visiting my father in Austin. Instead of putting it in my suitcase, I left it in mm-hmm. Dallas. Mm-hmm. Girl, <laughs> I think Charlotte got an earful. <laughs> Charlotte got an earful. And she would never ever. Pick up another oh, diary. Yes, um, yes. So call, baby. I don't think she ever will. Cause I was I, I was very intimate. Some new vocabulary words. I used the oh, word yeah. intimate. Cause yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, girl. Girl. Like those mature words. <laughs> ah, yes. Baby, I don't think she would ever, honey, pick it up again. Thank you, Angela, for sharing. I mean, guys. Angela and I talked a long time because we just, that's what we do. We just get on here and just start opening up like the Red Sea. So Angela, thank you for sharing your stories about motherhood. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. I'm happy to have you on my podcast this evening. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You know, I'm so proud of you, PJ. Like, I really am. I know you. You know, our story is so unique. I don't meet a stranger. But to tell somebody I met you on the street and we kept in touch. And that's really the truth of the, that's the truth of the matter. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> that That is, that's the, that's the God on the street. The God, that is the gist of it. We met on the street with your future in-laws, laughing, tripping out for Mardi Gras, and kept in touch, like, for real, for real. In another state. <laughs> in another state. Right. But I tell people I love New Orleans because it's so much magic in that place. That's where I met my boo at, in New Orleans, really? on the street, the next year. Like, I met y'all, 
Matter of fact, when we took that photo shoot that Friday, I met him that that Saturday on the corner of Podgerson to Chapatula. I ever they say the damn street name. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Chapatula. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been together ever since. Crazy. Wow. <laughs> and we've been friends ever since. Oh. I didn't know that. That is wow. Yeah, that's oh where I met Boo. Uh, the next year, the next day after we took that photo shoot, and we're walking down, girl, going to Denny's, and he was on the corner. I saw, uh-huh. him, but you know me, I, I am like all about my food. And I'm like, okay, he came and made a beat like because he saw me down the street. And girl, that's what I say, just so much magic in that city. Great things happen in that city. Absolutely. I agree. Love love New Orleans. Absolutely love New Orleans. Love it. Love it. Can't wait to go back. Well, I wanted to bring you on a podcast to talk about something that's near and dear to both of our hearts. And God has blessed us, regardless of the age that we had our little bundles of joy. But it's motherhood. And I want to celebrate my friends, A, that support me, but B, (laughs) that understand that this journey, your working, the balance, your children, the life, it all can be a blur. It goes so fast. I'm pretty sure you can look at your little girl like, dang, I remember holding you in my arms and picking you up from daycare and now we doing selfies, you know, in the car. Right. Ah, my best friend, like my, yeah. Right. that's absolutely correct time waits for no one and that I say that quite often you know I you know look at things that has happened with her just you know milestones and I'm like gosh I can't believe she's this age you know and I remember it's like yesterday I can remember every detail about when I had her every little detail I can remember just like it happened yesterday and now she's 13 and I just can't when she turned 13, I was just like, oh, my God, I cannot. I kept saying to myself, I cannot believe she's 13. So, yeah, it has been it's been something it's, it's been it's it's been it's been good. It's been good. I can honestly say that as a mother, it's been very good. Oh, it's been very good. So why do you think God gave you a girl? Oh, my gosh. So. Because when I found out I was pregnant, I prayed for two things. I prayed for my child to be healthy. That was the most important thing. I wanted the baby to be healthy. But my second prayer was, God, please bless me with a girl. I always wanted a girl. And it's so funny because as a child growing up, I wanted a little girl just to comb my hair. So that was uh, right. On top of that, I came here. My mom always talked about I didn't have any hair. So that was kind of the, you know, the back, the afterthought thought. I say, well, God, can she please have hair? And baby, does she have a lot of hair? And so <laughs> I just, it's just funny. I mean, it may be little, but those are the things that I actually know, honestly, that I pray for. And she has been such a sweetheart. She's such a little, she's a sweetheart. She's a ball of personality. Um, and I think he just gave her to me in order to guide, you know, just to guide her to be, I guess a role model for her. And I really, as a mother, you step back and some things you won't do because you know that your child is watching you. Mm -hmm. You know, you make a conscientious effort and you just really, it it brings you back to make you in a way kind of behave, keep you in line. I'm not going to do that because that's not a good, good, you know, example. But as for her to bring, I, I I don't know. He just blessed me so much, you know, to have a child. And I, I just, I don't know. I'm just in awe just over just her, the being that she's becoming a young lady. She listens, you know, of course they do things that you you know you don't see or whatever, but for the most part, she's a sweetheart and I just couldn't ask for a better child. And I'm just blessed, just overall, just blessed to have her. Um, she is a sweetheart. I had the opportunity to meet her this past weekend and she stays like in a girl's place, you know, like I'm an educator, so I can see when mamas allow girls to join conversations and your baby girl, you know, she just kind of like, 
she still has that sweet disposition that makes mm-hmm. her a child still at heart. You know, like, because it's some grown 13-year-olds, like, girl, wait a right. minute. Wait a minute. Right, but you, my mother has always taught me, and that's what I taught, you know, teach her. You know, of course, those rules, you don't look in a grown person's mouth. You stay in a child's place. You don't get into the conversation unless, you know, invited. You know, you have to stay in a child's place, and you have to teach them that at a young age. And you have to stay on them. It's, it's part of parenting. You have to constantly stay on them. And she, you know, you have to teach them growing up how to, you know, if you go out to eat, you know, how to behave, how to be late, behave in certain settings. And before I turn her loose or drop her off, I always tell her, remember, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and be polite. That's what I always, always tell her. Always remain a lady, yeah. honey. Right. Lady. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, be polite, you know, behave, you know. So, yeah. What are some big lessons that your mom, like, you know, I know we're talking about us being a mother, but I did not, I'm going to be real honest, you know, me being a, my mother prayed, you know, and was hoping God would pay me back, child, with the birth (laughs) of a girl. But Mm -hmm. God gave me a boy. And I'm so thankful that he did because it's not two queens can't live in one castle, baby. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> and the girls that I can't stand, I'm pretty sure my daughter would probably been that type of girl, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. But I did not really understand motherhood until mm-hmm. I became a mother. I, I what are some good that. lessons? I agree with that. You agree? Like, you know, like, I'm like, I can't stand uh, I agree. Why she got to come to this school and embarrass mm-hmm. me? Oh, okay. Now you become a mother, you understand. Why you got to go to this school? And right. Because you're going to keep doing this. So let me nip this in the bud right now. <laughs> I mean, I think the lessons that I have learned have really, you know, how you you talking to your child and it's kind of like a, you know, a throwback. And you're like, oh, my God, I, I sound just like my mother. Mm-hmm. You know, you I see that a lot <laughs> in me because a lot of times they put they plant those things in you, you know. The, the lessons that you taught, those are the ones you bring on, you know, you pass on to your mother. So with my daughter, you know, I, you know, what's much different is that we're able to check the grades. And so with the checking of the grades, you know, I get alerts and stuff and I ask questions. So I'm the parent that asks questions, what's going on? Do you need help? You know, if you misbehave at that school, you know, I can leave my job in a blink of an eye and be there. You know, she knows that. And I've done it on occasions. Like one day I was really, really worried about her because she, you know, she, it was, you know, she had come into a ladyhood. And so I just left my job. I couldn't think straight. And I went to visit her at school and she was looking at me just as blank, like, oh my God, what are you doing here? I was like, Tyler, I was just so, you know, just so worried about you. I just wanted to, you know, check on you. And she gave me a hug. She's a little bit more to me. She's a little bit more can with, I guess she's not as the emotional one as I am. And I'm going to rewind to back when she was in kindergarten. Her first day of kindergarten, oh, my God, I bawled all day long. She was at a new school, and I remember it just like it was yesterday. She hugged me, and I was just in tears. She knew I was in tears. She was in kindergarten. She just hugged me and went on to class like it wasn't nothing. She didn't say what's wrong. It's like they have that intuition. She has such an intuition. She just went on preschool first day, cried to just ball. I just, I don't know. I've become better, you know, but I still have, you know, just little things, you know, little things like the first day of school. She's in middle school. I don't go to school on the first day of school, you know, things like that. It's just that I guess that nurturing, you know, I nurture, you know, you make sure you nurture them and you make them. In a way, was a little different. You know how your mom just say, because I said so. Now, I will get on her and tell her because I said so. But when I revisit, I come back and I explain to her, you know, sometimes this is why I'm doing this. Do you understand? You can't go run to this person's house and do all that. That's not what we're about. You can't spend a night. Oh, you know, I was going to say, so little, little girls, you know, my mama no, didn't mm-mm. let me spend a night. No, no you don't spend a night. She has come here dozens of times with sleepovers. And I'll be looking at her like, you know, you she... She already know I'm not spending the night. Can I just go, you know, and hang out and then night falls, I come home, you know, and that's how it is. I mean, there's those little nuggets like that are the things that you, you know, you, 
you the way a lot of times the things that are instilling you are the things that you put in them mm-hmm. so you want to make sure they nurture you want to make sure they love and they're kind-hearted they're inclusive of others you know you teach them you know you l- use the world as a light as a teaching tool and you explain to them different things you know to make them be able to be open and to understand because that's what we need you know to me each and every person has a place to be on this earth to be able to help one another that is our sole purpose i honestly believe that you are here to help others whether it's you know helping them reach something off the you know count off a high shelf or something but we are made to help others and so i truly try to instill that in her you know just pass on different things because i'm in a quite a unique um situation my grandmother is an only child my mother is an only child they're the only child that their mothers had. So they were basically raised in a, you know, in an only child home. And so, so am I, and so is my child. So we're four generations of only children. And so I want her to always have that. I'm so, I'm very close to my grandmother. I'm the only child. I'm very close to her. And so growing up, I mean, I was in high school and college and I would still go spend the weekends with my grandmother. I would come from Sam, go straight to her house and hang out with her. And just that was just our time, our abundant time. So I want her to have that closeness to know that she can come to me. You know, we can talk. You, they not gonna talk to you about everything because you know we didn't. Girl, talk I'm at that stage right now. That's the stage. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm like, because because I remember I felt like, mm-hmm. you know, now my mother and I are much better. I think I tell her too much, but I felt <laughs> like you know when I was a teenager, the part of our issue why we, you know, there was so much friction is because I felt like she just did not understand. Mm. And so I try as a mother myself to Mm -hmm. be very understanding. And, you know, like, son, it might mess me up, but I want to know, like, Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel weird in the morning? Like, you know, right, I absolutely. Yeah, but you, you want to know. know, right? I need to absolutely. Know because ain't nobody else in this world gonna fix it. But yo, it's nothing like mama's love. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And then I a grandmother on top agree. of that, baby, because I'm an only child. My mama's mm. an only child, and Gavin's <gasps> an only child. Now, my grandmother, not so much. It's a lot of them. Really? But it's three generations of only children. Yeah. Wow. So I'm like, hey, I'm all you got, baby. You ain't got an mm-hmm. old brother or sister to take you to the store. And, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just right. So talk to mm-hmm. me about this. And so I really try to be different in that department as far as right. is concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do, too. I really try to, you know, is it, you know, we have what we call our little girls day. We may go out to eat and, you know, do a little shopping. But I always try to ask, you know, is there anything you want to talk to mama about? Is this something you want to discuss? You know, they're not going to always, but at least they know that you're open and you're willing to listen and kind of give some type of, you know, guidance and not be so, you know, not really a friend. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so rigid. You know, give a clear understanding of guidance, you know, because that's another thing I'm not here to be your friend I'm your mother you know and I firmly believe in it I just want to have a clear understanding you know even with my mom she tried to tell me some personal things I'm like listen I'm your daughter I do I said I'm your daughter and she was like well you're grown now I said that doesn't to me that doesn't give you the permission to just say whatever you can't do that I'm I'm you know I I was like mom I'm still your child that has that line has is gone so they feel as though they can tell me, but you know, I just want her to know that I'm here to listen and not be so, not be judgmental and be just, you know, eh, 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 you know, just want an open line of communication to kind of, you know, because that's the way you get, that's the way you get to kind of learn them, you know, learn, you know, how they are and kind of get a little insight to how, you know, they are. It's interesting. Oh, thank you, PJ, for sharing the joys of motherhood with the girl. God does answer prayers. So thank you for sharing. I wanted to end this special podcast with Miss Carla J. Mother, motivational speaker, and author of the book, Lessons My Mother Has Taught Me. Let's go now and listen to Miss Carla J. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? 
I'm doing fine, thank you. Thank you for having me as a guest. You know I have to put you on my podcast. The lady <laughs> that wrote a book about mom, her mom. Exactly, exactly. This is the perfect weekend to talk about motherhood and to celebrate motherhood and to remember the lessons that we were taught. Exactly. We are. Yeah. So tell everybody who you are and what you do. Okay. My name is Carla Jackson. I am, wow, what am I? I? I'm a black woman who loves life. I um, I'm a mother. I am a wife, a nana. I am also a motivational speaker. I am an administrator, part-time administrator. Re- retired, and I've come back. And um, and I and I just love life. Somebody who loves life. Outside of your being Nana, you are also a mother to your police officer's son. Yes, yes, yes. I am a proud mother of my son, Jacques Moore. And um, yeah, I, I've, I've been, a mother, been a mother since I was um, 16. 16. That, that, that was... Um, that was pretty that was a pretty rough start but um it was necessary it, it was, was necessary it was necessary tell us your story 16 16 16 met his dad um hazel eyes broad chest curly hair i was in the 10th grade <laughs> <laughs> walking to school sterling high school and um low self esteem and when he stopped, when somebody who looked like him stopped and gave me some attention, I lost it. And, um, you know, and um, long story short, um, after our first encounter, sexual encounter, um, became a mom. I mean, was, you know, became pregnant. And um, at 16, I mean, that that just, I was shy and, like I said, low self-esteem and um, became a mom and, but 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 one thing I can honestly say, the moment I found out that I was pregnant, I made a commitment to myself and God that I was going to be the best mother I could be. It was frightening, totally unexpected, um, especially in this, you know, during my time. I, I had them in um, 1978. Girls just wasn't getting pregnant then. And it was just a difficult time. It was a hard road, but again, it was necessary. It, 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 I am who I am today because of being a mom. I am alive today because of my son. I didn't, I'm alive. I could tell you so many things, you know, how that, that, that would, would solidify that. I am alive today because I am a mom. I am a mom. I took a, I took a very bad road in my life and had you know come come into some things and I had gotten into a situation where I was like I I really thought I was going to I really thought I was going to die and I I made a vow to God at, in that moment I said God you know what if you allow me to make it home to my son who at the time was probably just about maybe two or three years old. And I made a vow to God then, if you would allow me to get back to my son, I promise you, I'll never get myself into a situation like this again. And, and, and he did allow me, of course, to get back home. And because of that commitment I made to him, to God and my son that night, even when other, when, when that situation, when situations like the one I was in resurfaced, I was able to stand strong and, and, to, and to stay firm and walk in my truth because I made the commitment to God and my son, for my son. You know, God gave me my life, you know, in exchange for my son, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, um, 
it, it was a rough road, but again, I, I keep getting back to this. It was so necessary. So mm-hmm. it's almost like beauty for ashes kind of thing, you know? Or was- the or the Phoenix rises from the ashes. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. I thought I, you know, I was early twenties, um, very different from sixteen. Um, yeah. but you know, I knew I I I got I tell people I tell my son often. And it brings tears to my eyes when I tell them, you mm-hmm. saved my life. You just don't know. Because I needed something, mm. you know, to call my own. Yeah. And I know that sounds crazy to people like, like, oh, yeah, you know, hey, I know I suffered with self-esteem issues. I know I suffered from daddy issues. I know I suffered from all mm. kind of issues. And mm. I, I needed something because I was out there searching for everything that wasn't searching for me. You know what I mean? And so I feel like God gave me that one thing that like it gave me a peace that I've never ever experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get that. And as you were talking, you know, we we I think my son was almost like um a solid rock. You know, like we we you know, he was he was just he he was God gave me you know, God gave me him, God gave me himself through my son. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it was so solid. Our relationship was so solid. And it was, again, again, I keep going back to, it was necessary. And, and quite frank with you, I've never heard, I, I rarely have heard anybody say that their child has saved their life other than me. And to hear you say it just really gives me chills because I, I get it. I get you it. You get it? And and I get why God gave me a boy. So yeah. my question I've been asking everybody is mm-hmm. you know, why do you think God gave you? Because you know when we're pregnant, you know of course now these girls can find out what's in the blood and if it's this many, this is a boy and if it's this less, it's a girl. You know, mm-hmm. but when I was, you know, having a baby, you have to wait five months, at least five months, you know, 20 mm-hmm. weeks to see what you were having. And, you know, when they said it was a boy, Mm -hmm. I remember his dad going, yes. And I remember, like, feeling initially disappointed because Mm -hmm. I was so worried about cuteness and combing hair and bows and tutus Mm -hmm. and diamond-encrusted chucks. But God gave me a boy. So, A, I have never understood how God can love us until I became a mother. So I needed to understand God's love. Because exactly. my son makes me mad. Godly, he makes me mad. <laughs> but in the same token, I love him to death despite of what he's done. I know. You you know what I'm saying? Like, I did not understand God's love until I became a parent because he's my father. And I disappoint him so I don't always do. I learned grace and mercy by being a mother. Yeah. Well, I, I learned love. Uh-huh. And I, I was going to say, and I learned love. I, I learned unconditional love. Unconditional yeah. love. You know, we say that all the time, but unconditional love, unconditional love. And, 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 you know, I believe, honestly, I believe that God gave me, <laughs> this is going to sound really crazy, but it's the truth. I really believe God gave me a son because I just was not ready for a girl because I was so screwed up. <laughs> I was so screwed up as a girl. I was not fit. I really wasn't. I wasn't fit to raise somebody. It was almost as if I was empty and I didn't have anything to pour into a girl. Mm-hmm. You got to pour. Girls is very different from boys. Yeah. Oh, I would have screwed up. God knew it. God, God, he's awesome. Just like that. You know, he knew Carla was not. First, I was really young and, 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 and just lost in myself, you know, just lost. Didn't know who I was. How was I going to raise a girl, you know, to be self-confident, to be proud, um, you to be comfortable in her own in her own skin when I wasn't. So I think God in his mercy and grace said, you know what? I'm going to give you a better hand, Carla, and I'm going to give you a son. Okay, so tell me, what does it mean to you to be a mother? Wow, that's such a big question. But um, I would have to say, thinking about it, that um, being a mother for me means that um, 
it, it may sound kind of cheesy, but it's just the best way I can describe it. And it's, it's to me, um, being eternally connected, eternally connected to someone, to mm-hmm. someone sharing, sharing a bond like none other. Whether we acknowledge the bond or not, even though my son and I are close, you know, some people, they don't acknowledge the bond that they share with their, their mom or a child, a child with their mother or a mother with their child. But whether you acknowledge it or not, it is a bond like none other. It is a bond as long as the both of you shall live. And there, and there is, there are, there, there is no other bond like it. And Nothing like a mother's it's nothing love. like a mother's love. I mean, you know, um, it's it's just it it is. I think for me, it is an eternal bond, an eternal bond with someone who holds a very special place in your heart. I mean, I think we have different parts of our heart we love with other people, but there's a special place in a mother's heart for her child. Or for her children, I don't. I don't care what anybody says, and you know whether it's it's glazed over or whatever. There is just a special bond, and it yes. means everything to me. Even though, like I said, I had my son when I was really young, but from the moment I knew I was pregnant, I knew that he was mine, and I knew that I was going to give him the very best that I had to give him. I was committed to him for life committed to to being his mom for life and there's no better feeling there's no better feeling there's no greater reward for me than being a mom and even though it 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 didn't manifest itself in the in in what people would consider the perfect situation i didn't have the baby shower i don't remember hearing his heart beating my you know and in my belly I, I you know it was it was glazed over with a lot of gloom but um, again, it was um, it was the greatest gift God could have ever given me. No regrets. Wow. No regrets. Hey, regrets is a sure sign that you've made a mistake. And I think that, you know, I won't be honest. Um, I wanted to abort Gavin mm-hmm. um, when I found out because I was unwed. It just wasn't the ideal situation, yeah. Yeah. but... I literally, I was sitting in church and my pastor didn't even know, but you know how sometimes you're sitting in church and you're like, is this sermon for me, Lord? You know, how you're just toiling with Mm -hmm, something. mm -hmm. And I remember, I don't, the the sermon was not even about babies, but he said in the middle of this Mm -hmm. sermon, God makes no mistakes. Mm -mm. And you know, uh, you get pregnant out of wedlock. So I looked up in the sky and said, God, are you talking wow. to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> and he was talking about the children of Israel when they escaped. You know, and I'm like, this how you, how you talking about a baby in the, in the wilderness for 40 days? But I felt like that was my confirmation. Like that was God speaking to me. I was so torn. And, you know, I remember my grandmother saying to me how you carry that baby. Is how that baby gonna be, and my baby's so melancholy because I was so melancholy during that time, mm-hmm. you know. But people that meet me now, like you're so happy, you're so different, you're so hyper. But if you meet my child, you was my child is the epitome of where I was and the state I was. When I look at him, I see me, and some days I'm like, God, my baby is so melancholy, so emotionless because that's how I was. Exactly. But I wouldn't change it for one. Yeah, minute. yeah, wouldn't change it for anything. Isn't that amazing? That's love. That is love. That is. And I accept him. You know what I mean? Like, like I told my son one time, and tears filled his eyes. I said, "It's nothing that you can ever do that will make me stop loving you. It's nothing. Nothing. I'd be the dead oak tree behind you. Like, I go to jail behind you. Listen, I I kill your dad if he do something to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's nothing. I will go to the edge of the earth." go to the end of the earth just for you yeah isn't it amazing how we really truly can't grasp love especially a mother's love until we ourselves become mothers 
I just I, until we become we, until we ourselves become mothers. You know, I, my mom told me she loved me all the time, and I knew she loved me, but I did not know. I had no clue about the bond until I myself gave birth, and and I didn't understand motherhood until I became exactly. So I used to think my mother was so mean, <laughs> so surly, so you don't let me do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Until I became a mother, and she just and she used to say, "I'm just trying to save you." Oh, that's gonna make me cry. She used to just say, "I'm just trying to save you," and I'm like, "No, you don't want me to live. You don't want me to do anything. You're just so mean." And I remember telling her, "When I leave this house, I'm never coming. Mm -hmm. I'm never coming mm -hmm. back because I, I'm gonna start living my life." Mm -hmm. And I don't know if sometimes, you know, my mom will be 70, you know, in a few years, but I don't know if it was like a lot of fear, but I often call her and tell her, I get it. Mm. I get it. I get it. I didn't understand it then, especially these teenage years. Yeah. It, like, sometimes they're trying. Some days it's like, oh, mm. but, you know. Those lessons that our mothers taught. The season. You know, I, I, I find myself sounding like my mom. Yeah. You know. Exactly. <laughs> you know. You know, the very thing we didn't like about them, we find ourselves, I almost think of it as seeds that they planted in us have grown into beautiful fruit that our children are supping on, our children are eating on today, you know, and Oh, I like that analogy. That's a good analogy. And I, I just believe that they, are, our children, are feeding on the, on on the on the fruit of the seeds that our parents, that our moms and our and the loved ones planted in us, our mothers in particular. You know, it's just a cycle, a cycle and a bond that can never, ever. You know, like you, you cycle sometimes. Sometimes it can get weak, but it's just a, it's just a cyclical, and it just gets stronger and stronger and continues what's a good lesson that you remember that you're now passing on to your son from your mother gosh I think I would there are many lessons but I think one in particular is just wow the importance of um of 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 God and stealing God and being connected to God and making sure that um you expose that 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 I've exposed my son to God, you know, and share, um, and and we had and and have an open communication, um, and not be afraid to express ourselves and to to show love. I mean, when I talk to my son today, forty years old, he'll when before we get off the phone, I love you, mom. I think for me, just being able to 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 openly express and show love for each other. Okay, Ms. Carlin, people want to hear about the book, read the book. Where can they find you at? Well, they can find me. I am go by Carla J. Motivates. That's on Twitter. That's on Facebook. That's on Instagram. Website, www.carlajmotivates.com. And um, there they can find a link to purchase my book. My book is sold all over the world through every major venue, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, anywhere books are sold um, through the publisher Lulu. And um, it's a wonderful book and um, full of, of just a minuscule of lessons my mother taught me. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming out to the podcast. I appreciate you and happy Mother's Day. Thank you, darling, and saying to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great one. Thank you, Miss Carla, for ending us in laughter and words of wisdom. I appreciate you. A Mother's Day prayer for you. I said a Mother's Day prayer for you to thank the Lord above for blessing me with a lifetime of your tender-hearted love. I thank God for the caring you've shown me through the years, for the closeness we've enjoyed in time of laughter and in tears. And so, I thank you from the heart for all you've done for me. And I bless the Lord for giving me the best mother there could be. 
Happy Mother's Day, ladies of Confluence. To the godmothers, we appreciate you. To the aunties, that is like a mother in our heart, we appreciate you. To the TTs, to the family friends, to the pseudo family that have stepped in, happy Mother's Day. Enjoy your day, ladies, and see you next week.